Hi folks, Wooden Boat Dan here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. The podcast you're about to listen to was recorded several years ago. So some of the phone numbers, email addresses, website, links, and time-sensitive information are no longer valid. Please keep that in mind as you listen. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is woodenboatdan at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Hooked on Wooden Boats weekly podcast episode number 79. I am your host, Dan Matson, a.k.a. Wooden Boat Dan. If he can't do it, somebody can. Not. And this is the world's first podcast fully dedicated to celebrating the art, craft, history, tradition, and romance of wooden vessels all over the universe. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Great to have you. If you're a first-time visitor, you're in for a great time. If you're a repeat visitor, you already know the gig. This is where you get your wooden boat fix for the week, folks. Featured segment today is an interview with Corey and Tupper Griffith. Corey and Tupper live in Port Townsend, Washington. They've got a great story to share, and they own a really cool boat, so you're going to want to stick around for that interview. Well, this is a podcast where we encourage you, I encourage you to get in the game, that is the wooden boat game. Lots of ways to do it, but uh, one way is to subscribe to my podcast so that you're automatically notified each Thursday when the weekly episode is available. You can do that in iTunes under the podcast section there if you uh, look for Hooked on Wooden Boats. Or if you have Podcatcher software, I know that sounds pretty technical, it's not really that technical, but if you have Podcatcher software on your smartphone, your MP3 player, etc., you can subscribe there by just searching for the podcast. The other way is you can actually subscribe to my e-newsletter. If you go to hookedonwoodenboats.com forward slash subscribe, Give me your name, first name, last name, and your email address. You'll get my monthly, almost monthly newsletter. In fact, we had three new subscribers this past week. Welcome to the newsletter, Marty Warline, Matthew Peterson, and William Sharney. And I should put out a disclaimer that I have no clue how to pronounce last names. So I just kind of guess. So hopefully nobody's offended there. <laughs> But anyway, welcome to the e-newsletter. And I just sent out the March newsletter yesterday, and I actually requested that you shoot me an email, or actually even better, a voicemail. If you go to hookedonwoodenboats.com forward slash voicemail, you can leave me a message right from your computer and tell me how you're getting in the wooden boat game, what you're doing to get involved. As I mentioned before, there's lots of ways to do it. Subscribe to my podcast, subscribe to Wooden Boat Magazine, go to a Wooden Boat Festival, buy Wooden Boat Plans and start building a boat, get a book on wooden boats, buy a wooden boat kit, go to a local wooden boat shop or school. Just go buy a piece of wood and feel it, touch it, and visualize in your mind how if you bought several pieces of that wood, you could be floating on it out in a beautiful blue ocean somewhere. 
I mean, this is fun stuff, folks. <laughs> so get in the game. This past Friday, I had the privilege to go spend the day in Port Townsend like I do once every month or two. Had a great time. Started out at the Scamp Camp Number 3 at the Northwest Maritime Center. Six boats being built there. And uh, Howard Rice was uh, kind of running the show along with Scott Jones, the boat shop manager. So I got to do some interviews, take some photos of the Scamp, dream about my Scamp, which hopefully I'm going to buy be buying the kit here pretty soon, although we just got a tax bill, which doesn't help a whole lot. Had a great time at the Scamp Camp, then did the interview with Corey and Tupper, and also interviewed Scott Jones at the boat shop at the Northwest, at the Northwest Maritime Center, and also Captain Joshua Berger, who is uh, one of the two captains of the Schooner Adventurous. So it was a really great time. I love going over there connecting with people and it's kind of like my home away from home now so that was pretty fun well i'd like to leave uh leave i'd like to read some listener feedback and to do so i've got to log into my computer here just take me a second this is from trey witcher who is from texas he wrote this to me recently dan thanks for the email as well as your podcast I started listening sometime around your fifth or sixth episode and have been listening ever since. We, which is my wife, two-year-old son, and daughter due in July, live in central Texas, and I got into building due to a desire to have something to fish from. I ended up with a 16-foot fishing kayak that was designed by a local boat builder. It is somewhat of a hybrid in that most of the boat is stitch and glue okumi, and the tops are strip-built western red cedar. The cockpit is six feet long, leaving me with roughly 10 feet of storage space for extended overnight trips. It has plenty of room for my tent chair and cooking equipment, but weighs less than the plastic yaks my fellow fishermen have to drag up and down the river. Standing six foot eight, I needed a boat that could handle my size, but I also wanted an efficient, fast boat. So far, she has performed exactly as I expected. Unfortunately for my wife, halfway through the build, I have already picked out my next boat to work on. It is a strip-built design based off of Verlin Kruger's boat, but we'll have to wait until my daughter arrives. In the meantime, I'm starting Warren Jordan's baby tender for our daughter, which is a little, uh, little boat that's basically a baby crib. It's pretty cool. Finally, all of your comments and interviews about lap strikes make, make sense. Thanks again for your podcast. Your hard work and affability represent our Christian faith well. Take care, Trey. Trey, thanks for those kind comments. I really appreciate it. And your comments about my Christian faith, too, I appreciate that. Because I've, I've mentioned before, I am a man of faith. So thank you very much for writing in, and I hope you're daughter safely arrives in July and you get on with your next boat. Sounds pretty cool. Shoot me some pictures when you get a chance. We are going to move on to the interview now with Corey and Tupper Griffith of Port Townsend and their son Owen uh, was at the interview too and Owen is about two and a half so you may hear him in the background as he was really good because we sat and chatted for like almost an hour and he did great so Anyway, take it away, Corey and Tupper and Owen. 
Okay, it is March 15, 2013, and I'm sitting with Corey and Tupper and Owen Griffith. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks Thank you. for having us. Yeah. Did I get the right the last name correct? Yep. Griffith? Yeah. Correct. Okay, Griffith. I don't know why that's hard to say. It is. Griffith. Griffith. <laughs> it's trying to say Griffin or something. But uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I met Corey last month when I was in Port Townsend. I happened to see the building that says Schooner Martha Foundation here at Point Hudson. We're sitting right outside there, and I, I didn't know Martha had a shop here. So I went in and met Corey, and we started talking. I said, hey, Corey, you know, maybe down the road we could get together and talk some more about what you guys have done and stuff. So uh, anyway, um, let's start with you, Tupper. Give me, uh, tell me about... Uh, where you're from and what you've been up to or as a kid what were you doing and stuff like that well uh originally i was i was born down in san diego and um and moved up to oregon when i was really young grew up in eugene and uh didn't do too much boating actually but i had uncles down in southern california that that were surfing uh, in the their whole lives taught me how to how to handle the waves and be in the ocean and and then um, after growing up uh, in Eugene I went to school down in San Diego for a short time and got heavily involved with surfing and and did some that was my first experience with um, sailing for the most part Um, and then I was doing a, uh, I was a crew, part of a crew on the schooner Kelpie, and uh, that's where I learned how to, how to my basic sailing skills. And uh, I Is actually, that an older schooner? Or? The schooner Kelpie, yeah, she was built in the 20s. Okay. And I haven't, I'm not up on what's been going on with her lately. She, last I knew, she was in the uh, Dana Point, uh, Newport Harbor area, somewhere okay. down there. She's a wooden schooner? Old wooden schooner, yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, so then, um, uh, after college, I did a, a, a stint in the Coast Guard. And oh, worked, you did? Worked at the uh, Motor Lifeboat Station in Tillamook Bay in Garibaldi. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. And was further immersed in... Um, uh, working around the ocean and being in the ocean. Did you go on any of the search and rescue boats? We or? did quite a few. Yeah, really? we were. I was a crew. I was a crewman on the forty-four foot, the old forty-four foot steel motor lifeboats uh, before the newer, before the before they got a hold of the newer models that are a lot faster. Back in nineteen seventy-five, I worked at El Waco Boatworks. All right, yes. and we had a, a Coast Guard boat called the Invincible there. Yes, yes, and uh, they were repairing the. I think it was a steel hole in aluminum deck or in a house, and they were repairing the line between those mm-hmm. two or something. So it's got to be hard to maintain. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so anyway, I was yeah. After the Coast Guard, I I was mostly just involved with surfing. I had some friends that had sailboats on uh, the lake around Eugene, uh, different lakes around Eugene, and um, just did summertime sailing stuff, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Got into house carpentry and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, and then, yeah, then about, yeah, about 10 years ago now, a little more than 10 years ago, I was invited to a crew on the Schooner Martha, and, and uh, that really hooked me back into the sailing world. Um, 
Of course, we went up to the islands on a beautiful week. and So you came up from uh, Oregon? Came up so, from Portland at yeah. that point just to come up for a long week of sailing. And your sister, Holly, Holly Robert yeah. Darcy's wife, oh, had invited on you On the up. schooner Martha. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, they just needed some crew, so they got me hooked in, and, and I've completely loved it ever since so you moved up here then yeah i uh, i took some time and fixed up the house that i owned in portland and was able to sell that and um so i moved up here not knowing exactly what my plan was but yeah um, ended up uh i had met miles mccoy the previous owner of sharon oh, okay. uh, a few years before that and um and I'd never really even expected to uh, own a boat like the Charonel. Yeah. But, um, but as Miles, he had brought the Charonel down um, to have some work done. About the same time Robert was having the big uh, underwater work done on the Martha. And Miles needed some help uh, in the yard. So I just volunteered and just wanted to get to know the boat a little bit and just kind of jumped in to help him out a little bit mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh well, that's how i came to know the share now okay so how'd you meet Corey? uh we had the, the year that uh, the martha was hauled out for her big underwater uh, for everything under the water um cory was doing was still on the uh, doing a lot of work on adventurous and uh she kept poking her nose around, see what we were doing over on on the Martha, and <laughs> and we, you know, we were kind of scouting each other out. <laughs> I, first, I, like, I first came for the boat, and then I <laughs> and then I started stalking uh, one of the crew members. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What year was that? That was well, year two thousand eight, something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the that was the oh eight. restoration on Martha so (laughs) yeah yeah. cool so that was then and um, we just started we had our first date uh, what four days before the adventurous sailing season started oh really yeah and you were gone for a while (laughs) yeah I'd be gone for a while six months or something well two weeks kind of in and out oh okay oh I see not a very long way yeah very cool so Corey how about you tell us a little bit about your background what yeah, Where I grew up from? in uh, Wisconsin, the uh, suburbs of Milwaukee, a town called New Berlin, and um, zero boating in our family, aside from some uh, pontoon boats on the lakes and some little bit of fishing, but um, yeah, didn't grow boating at all, and so of course, like like most people that, that grew up in the middle of the country, I always dreamed of moving to one of the coasts, so mm-hmm. I, um, in, uh, in college, I went to college in Wisconsin, and during the summer, I ended up going down to the Florida Keys to work at a Boy Scout camp, of all places. And that's really when I got involved in boating and and was working with the Boy Scouts. In the Florida Keys? In the Keys, uh-huh. yeah. So uh-huh. I ended up, I spent a summer there, went back, graduated, and then went back to the camp for the better part of a year before I went back to grad school. And then I... What were you studying in grad school? In grad school, I studied uh, chemical oceanography and kind of how the ocean and climate change are are, really? are linked. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. But I, I really just sat at my desk a lot, uh, daydreaming about boating. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> uh, but I finished. I finished my degree, oh, and I think ultimately that's really what led me into uh, sail training because. 
during my stint in grad school, I did a teaching assistant position um, to earn a stipend and and loved the teaching. Where was that at? Uh, UC Davis in California. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was... Yeah, and I had done a little bit of that at the Boy Scout camp, but that was more adventure-based, not necessarily education-based. And um, So this was like the first formal teaching I had done, and I loved it. And so I was like, I want to teach. And boy, and then I learned about the Tellership programs. I was like, oh my gosh, teaching on a boat, what a great platform. Yeah. <laughs> you do it silly. Oh, yeah, look at my son is looking at his reflection in my glasses. Yeah, so. I didn't. A fiance of the podcast, that Owen is two and a half. So. Yeah, so he's, he's being very good he's so far. Being really yeah. good, yeah. Uh, yeah, so after grad school, I got a job um, with the, uh, what's the acronym? CME Tallship Expeditions, uh, which is based out of Long Beach, California. Really? And at the time, they were running a boat. Well, they weren't running it. They were uh, leasing a boat during the week called the uh, Pilgrim of Newport, which has now been renamed the Spirit of Dana Point. And maybe she's sitting next to Kelpie down there. I don't know. But, mm. um, so we, we would do educational programs based on that boat. And then during the week, and uh, then they bought the Tullymore, and, and I helped deliver that boat from Seattle down to Long Beach, um, which was really my first open ocean sailing, and so were you captain? At that no, point? no, I was, uh, I was a, I was a, learning, I huh? was crew. I was an educator, deckhand, trying to stay one step ahead of the kids. Yeah. I was learning Did sailing like as yeah. I was teaching it. That was your it. first blue water cruise. That was my first blue water cruise. Yeah, uh, it was great. I, I met some amazing sailors, and who really ultimately helped shape, you know, the sailor I became eventually. I mean, but it, but even at that point, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be my career. You know, I wasn't okay. thinking like, yes, and then someday I'll be a tall ship captain. Or, you know, I mean, I was, uh, I didn't even have aspirations to become a mate at that, you know, my first stint. Really? I thought, well, this is something I'll do for a couple of years, get it out of my system, and then, mm-hmm. you know, go be a geologist and yeah. oceanographer and um, but boy, it really stuck. I just I met amazing people. I ended up bouncing around boats. I stayed with that program for six seasons, and then yes, and went to sail the East Coast, the Caribbean. I did a boat trip from Lake Michigan, from Milwaukee on the Dennis Sullivan, all the way through the St. Lawrence Seaway, Bermuda, Bahamas. So you oh, know, I wow. just did a big circuit on that. Um, well, now, were you advancing in rank throughout this time? Exactly. As far as your yeah. Yeah. So where do you? How does that? What does that look like in terms of positions on a on a big ship, on a sailing ship? Yeah. Well, when you come in as a you know brand new person, which a lot of these sail training programs, um, you start out as volunteer. I was lucky enough to be working with a program. I actually earned a little bit of money. Yeah. But um, uh, it was enough to pay off my college loans. So that was a good stepping stone in that. You know, put all that behind me and keep moving forward. Yeah, on Tullymore, there was it was a big crew. There were 15 of us. It was a big ship. Um, so there were a lot of different ways to go. You know, you could go more into the education world, or you could go more into the, the deckhand. And I just really loved the, the, the ship side of things. That was on the Tullymore? On the Tullymore, yeah. Okay. So there was, which is not a wooden boat, by okay. the way. It's, That's okay. It's well. steel, but uh, <laughs> she looks wooden from a distance. It looks like an old pirate ship, you know, yeah. what everybody calls her. But, okay. Um... Yeah, you could go from deckhand to bosun to second mate to first mate. You know, so there was okay. there was a big hierarchy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you, so it wasn't just like a, a smaller boat where you're a deckhand or you're you know, the see. captain. Uh, and, yeah. and and I just showed a lot of excitement for learning about the deck side of things, and so had some great mentors and worked my way into bosun and 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 on up. By the time I left there, I was the bosun second mate. 
And while I was down there is when I met Wayne Shimenti. I don't know if you've yeah, interviewed him yeah. yet, but I'm sure actually, you know yeah. him. And yeah. you know he was a venturous well, skipper for 13 years. He came down to Tolly Moore to do a season with his uh, wife and daughter. Now, where was that at? Uh, it's still out of Long Beach. Okay, yeah, Long she's Beach. she's okay. always down there yeah. and the okay. Channel Islands, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so he's the one that first told me about Adventurous. So oh, really? And then the the following year, he called down looking for a relief mate. Turns out it was for a, a woman's trip on Adventurous. He didn't even know I had my license, so I called oh, him back so right you away. Had the captain's license at that point. Yeah, yeah, okay. I had got well. Even I had a, a got a limited guides license um, working for the Boy Scouts. I just mm-hmm. didn't have the the time or tonnage at that point to get my license. I so I, but yeah. I, I I was testing for it when I was on. More and, and uh, yeah, long story short, that's uh, so Wayne brought me that. up here for a relief mate position, and and I kept going to work on other boats at the same time, but I'd always come back to Adventurous. Really? So I did that for so a couple you years. You moved up here at that time, then? Well, I wouldn't say that yet. Kind of I'm still living forward. out of a bag, but <laughs> my duffel bag. But uh, yeah, but I did a. a, a Stint in 03 and then 04 as mate. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then I thought, well, I'll try something different. And I went to work for NOAA for a year oh, on did. one of their oceanography mm-hmm. vessels based out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. While was I was it? on, I was the uh, MacArthur 2, okay. which we actually just saw. We were they in moved Newport. That base. Yeah. They moved that base off of Lake Union, didn't they? They did. Basin. And they're down in Newport now. Yeah. And um, we yeah. were just down there a few weeks back um, just for a little vacation. And, and there was my old ship. So I really? called up an old deckhand who's still working and oh, got to say hi to him. But, yeah. Yeah, did that for a year. And during that time was uh, when Wayne was talking about bring me on as a captain and he was looking to step down and mm-hmm. move on with his life onto mm-hmm. other things and mm-hmm. so by 06 I was I was moving into that position wow wow now they, do they typically have two captains at the at yeah. a time for the ship actually at that time they had three and they they had okay. a, quite a stagger of yeah. the three of them throughout the year okay um, so who were the three at that time then? Uh, it's Wayne Schmenti and then uh, George Hill and Gordon Sims okay were the three captains Mm-hmm. And George has since retired and moved on. And uh, Gordon, I was actually involved with the the Dolores Jackson. I saw that you had yeah. just interviewed right. Mr. Jackson. So yeah. yeah, Gordon's been working with him getting that boat really? sailing. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So wow. yeah, so lots of infamy in the adventurous uh, yeah. captainship. So yeah. big shoes to fill. Were you the first female captain? Uh, they had had some relief captains yeah. in the okay. Sound Experience era, and, mm-hmm. but. Um, as far as I know, I was the first full-time yeah. captain. So what drew you to the adventurous? Mm, the community mm-hmm. around the ship, which I know you've interviewed Daniel and are going to view Joshua, so you're going to, you'll, uh, you'll hear that word come up a lot. Yeah, right. So, Let's pause here for yeah. just a second. Okay, we're back. Okay. Now, where were we? The, tr- the, the truck has passed. Yeah, yeah. where were we? Oh, the adventurous <laughs> yeah. community. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's just, it's an amazing community. community. Was incredible, huh? Yeah, I mean, not just the adventurous, but this town. And, you know, I kind of grew up in the suburbs, so I didn't really, hadn't really been exposed to towns like this except, you know, on little vacationing trips where you're like, oh, look at this cool town. You know, then you drive through. And, mm-hmm. and I came here and I was like, wow. My people, so yeah. and the surroundings, you have the water and the mountains and just the area and the weather and and but again just the people, the community around Adventurous and I love her mission and you know, it's it's a it's a it's a good split between, you know, empowering well, not just kids but adults too to be able to sail a big ship like that, as well as teaching them about the waters here. Mm-hmm. So they'll wanna they'll they'll learn to love it and 
yeah. do something about Take it. Care. Take care of it. So then, uh, how long were you captain? I did four years driving, and then I stayed on one more winter. I think that's right. Okay. Um, to uh, overlap with with Captain Joshua during mm. Phase Two of her Centennial Restoration Project. So yeah. And then you were with with child at that time. Yeah, well, the, during the first restoration phase, I was pregnant, and uh, I was due in, ju- in June. So, uh, okay, okay. so by the end of uh, April, there, I was ready to <laughs> step away from that project. Yeah, and, right. And then had Owen in the summer, and and then returned that winter part time, helping with the the, the restoration transition and. Mm-hmm. and and since I've uh, just been on the, I've been on the ship committee as a volunteer, just uh, kind of helping where I can. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing a volunteer project for them now, and I, I was able to drive last summer for the girls' trip, which was a oh, cool. lot of fun. I hope to be able to do that again. So yeah, gotta, yeah. And you're driving for a local sightseeing boat here too. Yeah, in the so uh, I started working for Puget Sound go Express. Down one was about nine months old, and I realized, oh, I really miss the water. Yeah. So I started talking with Pete Hankey, who owns Puget Sound Express, him and his wife. And and he was a couple days shy of full-time captains uh, throughout the week for the summer. So I came on and and filled in a little bit here and there that first summer. And, and then last summer, we're driving full-time, and we'll do that again. And, and is that a big twin-screw steel boat? Is exactly, that that is? yeah. yeah. So is that, and, that's and he owns two. A little different than driving your uh, driving adventurous yeah. around, huh? Very different, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that hard to adjust to? Uh, not really. Yeah, not okay. really. Yeah, it's yeah. Just different. Like Pete said, if you if you can if you can park adventurous, I could teach you how to drive this boat in five minutes. So, so it took a little longer than five minutes, but yeah, yeah she's very maneuverable and. Um, yeah, the passengers are always amazed at how we can parallel park, and I yeah. was like, and so they, you know, they were like, "Wow, that was amazing." I was like, "Well, most of it's the boat." Bow thrusters on it? No bow thrusters. No bow thrusters. Yeah, okay. they always, that's what they pretty have, nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that style of, of vessel just just slides over. Yeah, so. very cool. Yeah, so that's been fun to be able to be to have a, a day job on the water, but also kind of carrying on with the same. Uh, attitude of adventurous too where you're taking people out on the water and you're showing them the beauty of this area and um, it's a lot of locals It's a, but it's also international there's people mm-hmm. from all over the world mm-hmm. that come on this trip to see whales and see the islands And where do you guys yeah. take the boat out here? Um, well there's there's two trips he has two boats okay. and one of them just does four hour whale watching trips so it's okay. go find whales and, and mm-hmm. come home and then there's the all day trip which spends two hours in Friday Harbor so you really get a nice tour of the island oh, really? and hopefully see whales either yeah. before or after Friday Harbor so okay. so um, but yeah they're up in the islands take them up there yeah. so although every now and then there, there'll be you know some whales down our way um, in fact he's doing gray whale trips now which is down near Everett so oh, around really? Whidbey Island we get gray whales that come in and they start from here uh, well, it's on, on their migration from Baja to. But I mean, the boats start oh, from Alaska. up here. They start and from to, here and, and then, go to Everett, and then we go down there. Yeah, really? yeah. It's like a five-hour trip. What's the cruising speed on those? Uh, Glacier Spirit does. I guess she's more like thirteen to fifteen, and yeah. then. Um, but um, Olympus can get up to, you know, twenty, twenty-two. Really, so that's got a pretty good weight, probably. Uh, Glacier Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Olympus is more of a planing hull. She oh, just kind of really? get up okay. on steps, so uh, she's okay. not as bad. But, cool. But yes, 
So yes, you, I'm one of those boaters now. Yeah. <laughs> I got to slow down Power for all boater. those little sailboats. And <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, let's pause here. He's okay. Fine. He's fine. Is he okay? Yeah, he's just... We're just checking on Owen. Checking on Owen. Owen's okay. Yeah. Okay. False alarm. <laughs> Figuring out how the boat trailer works. So. Yeah. So, you guys own a boat called the Sharon L. Sharon L. So, yes. tell us, for those listening, and also for me, tell me about this boat. What is this boat? Well, Sharon L is a uh, Cape Cod cat boat. Um, and she was built back in... Um, 1933 or launched in 33 um, by um, Blanchard Boatyards in Seattle. So she's uh, been in the area her entire life, and uh, she's uh, she was um, designed by Fenwick Williams. Uh, I, I guess my understanding is that it was when Fenwick Williams was still work was working for John Alden so that the, the plans are actually on an Alden design sheet really? but uh, Fenwick Williams has his na- signature on it so and uh, so and there were some modifications uh, when when she was built and I haven't figured out all those modifications the original plans yeah okay yeah most cat boats uh, have the mast stepped right up in the stem right 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 up forward there oh and um, Sharonelle's mast is stepped back a bay I think one bay um, and then she also has a originally she was built with a, a four foot bowsprit and uh, uh, maybe a bigger main and a small a small jib to kind of balance things out yeah okay um now at some point miles the pre miles mccoy the previous owner um put a he, he's changed the sail the sail side the mainsail size a few times um i'm not sure exactly what all he did but he ended up with a large very large uh main and extended the bowsprit so there's now an eight foot bowsprit on there with a little bit bigger of a jib, mm-hmm. a little bit bigger head cell. Okay. And I didn't realize that cat boats were, were like that until I really started looking into some of the old fishing history on the east coast of them. And there's a few pictures where you see cat boats with a great big bowsprit out forward, mm-hmm. uh, a really, really nice old picture of a, of, a, of a cat boat that was actually a sword fisherman. Oh really? And um, yeah, so it's 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 kind of fun. She's very unique, and she's a very fun boat to sail. Yeah. She's large for most cat boats. Um, she's twenty eight feet on deck, and uh, forty feet overall. She takes up all wow. of my forty foot slip. <laughs> really? And uh, yeah, thirteen feet wide, twelve and a half feet wide. Wow, she's and a beamy boat. She's well, beamy. Cat boats, yeah. are, cat boats beamy. are very yeah. yeah. Sure. Cat boats are kind of beamy for their size, and but they're fairly shallow, and they're very shoal draft boats too. Yeah. So what so, makes a boat a cat boat? I think it's just that that Is it uh, short yeah that short design or seemingly short design. Short. And uh, very short and wide. She's got a cut off transom, uh, which is pretty wide back at the transom. Uh, nice and roomy cockpit, which is great. Happens to be great with having a two-year-old. <laughs> the the playpen. Yeah. It's, it's very much like a playpen. The the combing is very protective around uh, yeah. around the backside there. And um, and I actually lived on board the first year that I owned her. 
It's used very most cat boats if they have a, a little uh, a little a cabin at all. Uh, you're crawling around on your hands and knees down below. And, but I can actually I'm I'm not six foot, but I can stand full full stand straight up when I'm in the cabin. Oh really? And walk around. She got a V berth down below. Uh, she's or? got a V berth up forward, and then in the in the main main salon, she's there's a nice little bunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, barely two people wide. <laughs> barely a double bed. Barely a double bed. I'm, we're yeah. trying to make some modifications there. Okay. <laughs> um, and in, and a nice little nice little galley area and a tiny little head uh-huh. up on the port side. Yeah. And um, yeah, she's very comfortable. Um, there's no varnish down below. It's all it's all paint, which is one of the things I really like because it's mm-hmm. very easy to maintain. It's, it's yeah very light colors so it's very bright down below and yeah and very very cheerful and, and super cozy very yeah. cozy yeah nice. a little wood stove going in the winter that's oh you got a little wood yeah. stove in there oh that's cool when i met tupper he was living aboard that winter oh is that and, right you know i first came aboard like oh <laughs> <laughs> it feels pretty it's so good. cute you know coming from big boats i was like oh it's this little boat you know <laughs> with big dog with a very big dog aboard. <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. got a big dog too huh? So who was that boat originally built for? Do you know? It was built for a, a gentleman named Lassiter. I, my understanding is that he was a banker over in C- over in Seattle, and Sharon L was um, um, the L and La- the L and Lassiter. Sharon was um, was uh, Lassiter's daughter. So mm-hmm. he, he named the boat after his daughter. Okay. And uh, apparently he only had her for a couple of years, though. Oh, really? And um, the next thing that I am aware of in Sharon L's life is when Miles McCoy um, uh, was a young man. He used to, he likes to tell the story of he, he used to play hooky uh, during school, run down to the docks and do whatever he could down there. And um, uh, found Sharon L um, for sale down there. I ran home, and, and I guess he was about—I'm not sure how old he was, but this was 1946, right mm-hmm. after World War II. Uh, ran home and told his dad all about her, and his dad ended up buying the Sharon L for for his family. Oh, really? And um, and then as Miles grew up, he he uh, obviously enjoyed sailing on Sharon. And um, along with his, along with his family, and uh, I think I think it was around late fifties, early sixties. He was he moved up to Orcas Island, where he still is, and um, built a house up on West Sound. And Sharon L had, had a mooring out in West Sound um, from the early sixties up until. Um, I I got a hold of her back in uh, well five years ago now. Wow! So, so you've had her for five years, huh? I've had her. I know. I was thinking about that last fall. I was like, well, I've had I've had this boat for five years now. Yeah. So so she's yellow cedar on oak. She's Carvel, yellow cedar Carvel on oak. Planked. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Carvel planked, and um, uh, at some point she. Um, I guess I guess the decks and the cabin top were getting a little soft. They were uh, tongue and groove spruce. Oh, and um, 
and still all original. And Miles ended up putting a, a thick, um, a thick fiberglass cabin top and decking on, which is basically bomb-proof right now. It's, okay. it, she is so dry down below. It's yeah. it's very comforting to be down below when it's wet out, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's held her together very nicely mm-hmm. over the last I think that was probably in the in the 80s at some point I'm okay. not sure when but it's still it's still very sound and, yeah. and in good yeah. shape okay and it actually people ask me all the time uh, if it's canvas because it's such a nice job yeah wow. so um, at some point I'm gonna have to get after it and um, re uh, Put some a non-skid, do re non-skid the top and the mm-hmm. decks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it, she's looking pretty good right now. Yeah. So, do you guys get out on her for some overnighters and stuff? We haven't done too much of that. When Corey and I first met, we were obviously we did some at that point, but she was mostly working on um, the adventurous. Yeah, and uh, we did the we chased the uh, Chrisser uh, schooner race around up in the islands oh, one really? year. Uh, the Caprino International Schooner Race, and they allow other boats to tag along and have fun. And mm-hmm. Is that the one where they even had their our own category, like C class? Yeah, is that, that, that race or <laughs> something else we did? Yeah. Oh, that was another race, I think. But we're allowed. But I've done. They, they let us tag. Along. Yeah, they let oh, other really? well, they let other boats tag along all the time, so <laughs> it's it's fun. And uh, we've done some other events around here. Um, this year, Owen keeps talking about getting out on the boat and oh, going, going out in the waves so oh cool i am planning on getting out there every chance we can yeah. this year i'm yeah. i have definitely have not done enough sailing in the last couple of years so right. i'm very excited um, i had a little engine trouble this last fall and was unable to get her out during this wonderful fall season we had last year mm. and that was that was hard to take but yeah but I've got the engine all figured out, and we're going to be out on the water this summer. Very so, cool. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, and she was a poster boat for the Wooden Boat Festival here in Port Townsend last year. Yes, she was. Yeah, she cool was the poster. one on the poster. Yeah. Was, so was, that, was that a drawing? <laughs> was that a drawing? Uh, a it painting was a watercolor A watercolor painting. painting that somebody did. Yeah, clear accord over on Whidbey Island. In fact, Owen and I just went to visit her on her sheep farm. Uh, really? Just last week, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been great. We had her and her husband out, out mm-hmm. uh, on the boat with us, and mm-hmm. had Miles and Well in come with out. Miles too. So, that was fun. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of bunch of celebrities on the boat for the festival, which was fun. Cool. But yeah, we didn't. We hadn't even known she had done the painting or submitted it for. Oh, you didn't for the contest. And Tupper just happened to be walking through the. the just happened to be walking through the chandlery one day, and Owen and I were out at the playground. And he came back, and he's like, "Hey, there's a." Painting a Sharon L that's eligible for the uh, for the boat festival poster. Really? So, yeah. Was that off of a photograph she had or something? Exactly. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and Mount Baker's in the background. Did she take the photograph herself? I believe so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. At the festival or something? Or? Um, you guys didn't even know. Well, she took the, photo. the the two people in the cockpit, we're pretty sure. Well, we know they're not us, but we're pretty sure that it was our neighbor David who came out sailing with us. Um, what what race was that? Was that the shipwright regatta? No, that or? was uh, the classic mariners. The classic mariners regatta uh, must have been one or two years before. 
so that she had probably taken the picture then. And mm-hmm. So we're, we think it's David in the picture. We Uh-oh. don't know who the woman in the pink coat and hat is. Oh, you don't? I know it's not me because I don't <laughs> own anything pink. <laughs> and, and I don't... We had a couple other That's friends funny. on board that weekend, but I don't yeah. think either of them were pink either. So That's funny. We're not really sure who it is. We think Tupper's down below with Owen as a baby, yes. though. Cause oh, okay. I, I had to work that day, so he needed oh, to bring okay. some crew, oh. and so oh, he must okay. have been doing a diaper change or something so he, unfortunately he's not in the poster yeah. <laughs> it's alright it's, it's okay. still it's a, it's a wonderful rendering it's yeah, yeah very really cool beautiful We've got, job Corey yeah. got a, a really nice matting done and it's in our, hanging in our kitchen and nice very beautiful I really yeah. I really yeah. like she it she just got the details perfect cool. so. very cool yeah. so uh, we're going to wrap it up here for people listening that uh, have some interest in sailing and sail training and wooden boats, what would you tell them? Let's start with you, Corey. Any words of wisdom? Well, if they're they're locals here, um, and yeah, well, there's lots of opportunities to get involved with with small boat sailing. I know down in the Seattle area, up here in Port Townsend, the Maritime all Center has them. All around, yeah, all around, yeah, yeah. yeah. Puget Sound, especially. Um, as far as big boats go, which I have more experience with, so I, I know it's intimidating to get involved, but mm-hmm. it's so easy to mm-hmm. do it. So mm-hmm. don't don't put it off. And I had thought I needed to have a teaching degree and or boating experience, oh. and I really didn't have to have either. So yeah. um, you, they'll teach you as you go. It's a really an amazing and forgiving industry. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. And a lot to learn, probably. Yeah. 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 How about you, Tupper? Anything else? Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's plenty of opportunity to get involved in boating. Um, I, you know, I I would just sit. You know, we're sitting right across from the Maritime Center, yeah. the Northwest Maritime Center here. Um, that is a wonderful place to to go down, and and most of the people there are quite knowledgeable. And um, there's quite a few programs that anybody can get involved with over there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and just just to be around the water um if you love being on the water then there, there's no reason not to be out on it yeah right <laughs> very good so okay well thanks for your time today well, thank you Corey yeah. and tupper Corey's actually off with owen right now but i'll say goodbye to you tupper thanks thank for you. the time thank Appreciate you dan it. thanks and for Corey. Mm-hmm. thanks a lot Thanks to Corey, Tupper, and Owen for meeting me in Port Townsend doing the interview. That was really fun. Really had a great time with you guys. You've got a gorgeous boat and a great story to tell. So thanks again for doing that. And Owen, I hope you have a blast growing up on boats with your parents. How cool is that? Okay, if you'd like to connect with me, actually I would love it if you would connect with me. One way you could do that is go to hookedonwoodenboats.com forward slash voicemail. Leave me a message. Give me some feedback about the podcast. Tell me what you're thinking about building. Just give me some wooden boat fodder to mess with. That would be awesome. You can also go to my website where I publish show notes each week along with the podcast and some pictures. And you can leave a comment there. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest if you look for Wooden Boat Dan. And you can email me pictures and stories, dan at hookedonwoodenboats.com. If you like the show, also, you can go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That would be very cool. And if you go to hookedonwoodenboats.com forward slash Amazon and make a purchase there, I get paid a small commission. 
or if you go to hookedonwoodenboats.com forward slash JD, that takes you to Jamestown Distributors, which is a boat and uh, marine supplier. And if you make a purchase there, I get paid a little bit also. Appreciate your support. I'm considering adding a donation or a tip jar to my website so that if you wanted to make a small contribution to help uh, support what I do, you could do that without having to buy anything. So thanks again for listening in. It's been great to have you get in the game if you're not in. It's a lot of fun. And come back next week for another fix. Keep the bright side up and the barnacled side down. This is Wooden Boat Dan over and out. God bless. Have a great week.